Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers and creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes? Do you feel like hiring has gotten more complicated? Oh, yes. Yes, it has. <laughs> and, and I will say this, too. Like, for um, marketing, it's kind of been very similar, um, but more choices are coming out, not only for that, but for all jobs in general. Yeah, and I think some of the different, you know, employment types or whatever you want to call it, structures of how people are employed that we saw a lot like in marketing and creative roles, you're seeing it in all kinds of other industries and professions now, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe even 10 years ago or whatever, yes. you did not see. It's it's really expanded. And I think, you know, while some companies might have even just dabbled in freelance marketing people, um, it's now become more the norm. Um, it's now becoming more... Um, the ch- the way of choice I guess is a way of putting mm-hmm. it and we're seeing it more and more which you know might you know w- it, it might make it where people need to really figure out what some of these definitions actually are if you're going to use it you should probably understand what you're doing um so yes. w- while before people would hire freelance and even then it was you know kind of a gray area mm-hmm. and a bit of a mess it's it's gotten more defined because we're seeing it more so yeah. what we would like to do today is talk about what some of those different categories are and hopefully shine some light on um, what each of those mean and what, yeah. what you do, can do to protect yourself as as the company or the client. Yeah, and it's, you know, it is more complicated just because I think there's a lot more choices, which is great because mm-hmm. you can customize it to fit exactly what you need, but, you know, not as simple as back in the day where it's like, you just have a job. Right. A person has a job or they don't have a job. <laughs> right. and, and you have an employee or you don't have an employee. Exactly. Like there's so many more versions now (laughs) right right and because of this I mean you know like employment law gets involved if things get Mm -hmm. a little again gray and it's it's just best to protect yourself and the first thing we're going to start with freelance um, because I think that that's probably the one that people are more familiar with at least as far as the definition and it's a lot more than just having a person show up and start working for you um we we can start with the tax form. These people it are 1099. starts with the tax form. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's true because at the end of the day, like the government wants their taxes and yep. they want to know who is providing them. Exactly. Is it the individual on 1099? Somebody's paying. Or is it the company? But somebody is paying somebody the taxes. Somebody is paying. And <laughs> um, in this case for freelance, it's a 1099 and it's something that, you know, they're going to need to file all the taxes. So this, you know, does alleviate you from that, um, having any sort of involvement there. And uh, just make sure that that form is filled out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess also know when you're thinking about rate, like they are covering the taxes. Mm-hmm. So that is incorporated into whatever, oh, that's you know, they're charging you. It's probably a little higher than what you would pay maybe on an hourly basis mm-hmm. for an employee or something because exactly. they're paying all of that expenses. And you're not. You. So, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And net 30 is usually a good rule of thumb. And they should be invoicing you every 30 days. You may agree to something else. And it kind of depends on what their expectations are as far as the money they need, I suppose. I mean, they have a little more of that freedom to kind of ask what they want, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, I need, I'm going to invoice you and I need to be paid, you know, in this time frame. But I'm just let, saying that like net 30 is pretty typical. Yeah, I think it's good to think about freelancers as a business. Mm-hmm. You're basically hiring a small business, maybe a business of one person. But you're hiring a small company, so they're going to 
invoice you. They're going to have payment terms on when, you know, they expect to be paid. But the other thing, like we just always remind people, don't forget they, it, especially they are a business of one, yep. like this is their income and their job. Yeah. So don't be late in paying them. Right. Like this is as important as paying someone's salary. On yeah. Time. It, it, it works well for you from a budget standpoint and being organized for that net 30, but it's technically their paycheck, you yeah. know? Um, so don't be late with their paycheck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and I hate to call it that because like, again, we have to make sure that that is, right. you know, their, their invoice charge. Right. But that is their income. Just don't lose sight exactly. of that because they're a quote unquote small business. Exactly. And, um, that you don't have to worry about benefits, which also may work for your particular situation at that time. Like I just need, um, you know, somebody who's not going to be full time. I don't have to provide benefits. I don't have to pay that additional taxes. They're going to take care of that. Um, so that can be a benefit for your company as well. And, but I think, you know, just really keeping in mind, these are independent professionals you're hiring for a project Mm -hmm. and they get to tell you how it's going to get done. So you can't set their schedule. You can't tell them they need to be at, you know, your office at a certain time or work on your equipment or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you can ask them to come in for a meeting right. or a brainstorm strategy session on Wednesday or whatever. That's fine. That's part of the project. But really, you are hiring them to accomplish something like, you know, redesign your website mm-hmm. or make you a new logo or whatever it is. And it is up to them to get it done to your satisfaction within your deadlines. Yes. But if they want to work from 2 to 4 a.m. on your logo, like yep. that's not for you to decide when and how they do it as long as they're hitting the you know the deadlines and the requirements right they are not an employee and you have to remember that they are you know kind of their own separate entity and i like to you know basically create the analogy of it being you know kind of like a plumber you know mm-hmm. you can call a plumber to come over but they will tell you that they will be there sometime mm-hmm. in the morning and they're going to charge you what it costs them you know to be there and they're going to uh, and they have to take care of their own taxes and things like that but that's as much you know, yeah. and, th- and they're there for a project. You're hiring gonna... them for one single purpose. <laughs> one single thing. Yeah, they're not like joining your household. Exactly, you know? exactly. So just kind of keep that frame of mind when you're dealing with people that are not full-time employees. Yes. And I think, you know, just be very careful that you are not handling people that look like full-time employees or yes. even part-time employees as a freelancer. Right. Like if, if you're telling them their work schedule and where they need to work and providing a lot of equipment and direction mm-hmm. and everything else... And they look a lot like perhaps an employee that's on your team as far as like they're not look like them, but you know, like they, their work setup is much like that person. You probably have actually an employee in the government's eyes. Mm -hmm. It's not a freelancer. It's not going to fly, you know, and, and they will want their money. And there's been like um, certain, you know, cases actually that have been brought up where freelancers were being treated like employee, but not being, um, or I should say they were working for a company and not treated like employee, even though they were making employee demands from them. And then you have to, you know, provide them with benefits, uh, you know, in Mm -hmm. hindsight and things like that. And that is not a good position to be in. taxes, all kinds of stuff. So, (laughs) so a freelancer is really a project oriented thing that you're Mm -hmm. hiring this individual quote unquote small business to do for you. Yep. And again, it works really great when it's, a very specialized project you know this person is going to be expense versus overhead you know they are a part of a project expense and um you prefer this because you know there's no commitment to hire you know Mm -hmm. you know that this is temporary that understanding is there and once the project's done it's done um so just kind of keep that in mind that that this person does not 
is not an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with a contractor, but that is a little bit different. And that there's someone's employee, <laughs> there's just not yours. Someone's employee. <laughs> and a lot of uh, larger companies like going this route just because they might have a lot of freelancers, if you will. And it's like, we got to make these people contract employees because we can't have you know, the IRS or employment law coming down on us because it would just be a huge expense if we're not doing this right. So you can get them um, from a staffing company or some other arrangement, but that could be still a 1099 or W-2. More than likely it's going to be a W-2 where that person does belong to somebody else, but some, some industries still do the, the 1099. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't, that might all change, honestly. Yeah. I don't think we see 1099 for contractors very much in the marketing or, or, you know, creative space, but there are some industries and I don't know why it's prevalent, but like some technology kind of areas Mm -hmm. and some healthcare and other stuff for whatever reason, they are contractors, but they are 1099. I don't, I don't know why that's, that way in those industries, but mm-hmm. we don't really see it in ours. If someone is a contractor, they're probably a W-2 employee of a firm. Right, right. And again, this is somebody who is retained for just a specific amount of time. With contract employees versus freelance, freelancers are you know a little more like, you know, I need you for X amount of time. It may end soon. I don't know. It's a little, a little more squishy, but contract employees um, are tend to be a little more defined. Like I want them for three months, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to renew that contract after three months or what, whatever. But mm-hmm. what's kind of nice about that is that you know that you have this person locked in, if you will, where, yeah. you know, a freelancer honestly could really walk at any time. But yeah. um, usually they're, they're very good. But um, this is a, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And also, too, because it's going through a company, if that person does kind of flake out, they can find you somebody else. Yeah, or if, you know, <laughs> something happens and they... You know, whatever they, they could accept have a job to, somewhere, they or could accept job, or they have to go to the hospital, or whatever. Right, right. You know, the company can help you find someone else to fill that need for however long you need. Um, and I think it is is helpful to the person also to know how long you need them. Like mm-hmm. it can be a week, or it can be a year. They just need to know that because mm-hmm. they're planning their schedule around it too. Where a freelancer is often doing multiple projects at the same time. They have yeah. you and three other clients. Yep. And they're working on all of that concurrently. Mm -hmm. But with a contractor, they're actually committing their hours to you. Yes. Like, I am giving you these many hours of my week. Mm -hmm. So they have to know you need them. How long do you need them for those hours? Right, right. And that could work very well for budgets and things like that. It's Mm -hmm. like, we're going to plan this for three months, and then we'll have another three months. So you can work it on a quarterly sort of um, mind frame or whatever. But it it could be a little more organized. Um, you also know that the hiring agency or the individual is paying for their own benefits. So that is something that you don't have to worry about because they are an employee of somebody else. Yes. <laughs> and there is no gray area around that. Mm-hmm. But um, there is some in that whole schedule thing, too. Like they can, you know, they're not an employee, so they can, might want a little more freedom. They may ask for more flexibility. Yeah. They may say, you know, I can work 30 hours. Yep. I can work three 10 hour days or I can work, you know, Monday mm-hmm. through Thursday. Would that work for you? I mean, you can say yes or no, but they may request a little more flexibility. But sometimes people choose to contract so that they can yes. have a little bit more flexibility that maybe they wouldn't feel that they could have in a full time position. Mm-hmm. Although maybe that's changing mm-hmm. these days, but um, you know, they don't, they're not dictating their schedule the way a freelancer is saying like I'm going to work on this at 2 a.m. Like if you ask them to work on Tuesday from nine to six, they'll be available Tuesday from nine to six. But they may ask like, could it be Wednesday rather than Tuesday? Right, 
Right. But once you've agreed on a schedule, that's the schedule you should expect yes. from them. Yes. Because again, they are not your employee. They're not so. your employee. <laughs> they, They're someone's employee. They are not someone's yours. employee, but not yours. Um, so again, this works best if, again, you have somebody that, you know, you only need temporarily... It's a special project that only they're going to work on, and then you can end the contract. Um, You want that person to be an expense versus overhead, because again, they are not Mm -hmm. an employee. And when you want a little more stability, because it's seen more as a business, or they're affiliated with a business, and they're not just so much an individual, even though we like to treat freelancers as businesses, this definition is a lot closer. Mm -hmm. You're working with a a company that's employing the person. And I think it's, um, like you had said, the the um needs like there's so many reasons people use contractors like it could be to fill a gap on your team you're trying to hire for and maybe that'll be the person right and you decide right. to hire them yep. or maybe you're just filling a gap until you new hire starts or you've already hired somebody but they can't start for two months or mm-hmm. whatever you know there's mm-hmm. all kinds of reasons um and the other thing that has definitely changed in the contracting world is the work site like oh yeah a couple years ago we would have said 95% of the time it's on site at the client's location, just mm-hmm. almost always. Mm-hmm. Right. But now we are seeing companies being much more open to hybrid roles where it's maybe sometime on site, but not every day mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. remote roles. Like we're seeing a lot of remote roles yep. as well, where they're open to having contractors who work remotely. So that I think used to be a big differentiator of like you're on site at the client's location almost yes. all the time, yes. but it's not as much now, but it, it feels more, like a job like you are still committing to a schedule even if you're working remotely you're still committing to a certain schedule of availability and where that is a benefit for a lot of companies is that it really does open up the job pool a lot too because you could have you know someone doing exactly what you need located in wyoming and um you found that person you know and it was very challenging to find somebody maybe you're um, companies a little more remotely based or you know that sort of specialty does not lie within you know your region I mean, it, it, there's a lot of possibilities that open mm-hmm. up and that's where contracting is great too because, you know, you don't have to worry about them being a full-time employee. It's like they're over there and they're yeah. doing a great job and we're just going to keep renewing that contract. And it does, uh, you sort of touched on this before, it does allow a little flexibility as opposed to your employees. So say you're, you're you know, everybody's dealing with this right now. <laughs> your standard is we're in the office four days a week. You get one day right. of flex time, work from home. For your employees you could do wherever you want with your contractors. They're right. not like you need to treat all of your employees similarly. They're yes. in a similar role, yep. but your contractors are not your employees. So you can allow all your contractors to work remotely if that's right. what you want. Like you don't have to follow the same rules, which in some cases can help. Like you said, like find someone to fill a role that they're just not in your city mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're not going to be able to comply with the employee rules. But as a contractor, you can set it up however you want. Yeah. And, and treating employees all the same is very important yes <laughs> yes it i'll is. just leave it at that um but you may find that you want a full-time employee and you know good for you because lots of people do lots of people do it's very traditional and that tax form is easy it is a w-2 <laughs> whose employee are they yours 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 <laughs> so that means you are paying them weekly or bi-weekly and you're also providing them benefits mm-hmm. <laughs> yep everything everything is coming through you i mean i think most people this is what they are most familiar with or mm-hmm. they sort of think of when they think I need to hire someone um you know you're saying the schedule you're providing the equipment you're providing the work location mm-hmm. or deciding what the work location is yes like you can decide it's remote but you decide not them yes you know you're making yep. that decision yep. um 
And I do think this is the thing people sometimes jump to right away, but don't need to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's one of the other options might be what they actually need to accomplish yeah. what they're trying to achieve. And I've had a lot of conversations with people. They're saying, oh, I got to hire, you know, X, Y, Z. And you're like, do you? Do you? Do yeah. you? Or you just want to get one thing done. And then what, then what the, is this person going to do? Yes. You know, I the, like, I need a marketing person, for example. It's like, well, do you really need them all the time? Once you, mm-hmm. if you have a strategy and, you know, maybe someone to implement it comes later you know do you need to hire somebody right now or maybe you need a high-end person now then just the the person who implements the work is a much lower pay rate you know so really think about you know what it is that you need and is this person a full-time employed role yeah and full-time employed is a really good point because they could be employee or a contractor Mm -hmm. and not necessarily work 40 40 hours hours. like you can have part-time employees or part-time contractors like You know, like we said before, different schedules, three days a week, mm-hmm. 10 hours, or that's mm-hmm. still full time that qualify for benefits, but they're only working a set schedule. Yep. So that has evolved a lot too. I think, you know, however long ago it was like, you are a full time employee. You work between nine o'clock and five thirty mm-hmm. Monday through Friday at our office. And even all of that is not necessarily have to be that way. But back to what you said before, just be sure you're treating all your employees similarly. Right. That doesn't mean every every role has to be treated the same but within a role like if all your graphic designers are allowed to work remotely but one person yeah they're being singled out (laughs) right if your graphic designers can work remotely but your account managers have to be on site that's okay as long as all the account managers are on site yeah you know it's like treat everybody who's in the same role in the same way so i that's why contracts and freelance might be a great way to start you know and if you feel like you know i cannot live without this role let's make it full time you know and give that person the first right of refusal before you decide that you know you need um, that person full time but it's a great way to try before you buy yes and to see what you actually need and how how flexible can you be Mm -hmm. because i think that's the big question a lot of companies are struggling with right now is like employees and the candidates want lots of flexibility and the clients aren't sure how much the you know companies aren't sure how much they can provide and have it still work right so you can work with someone who's in this like sort of flexible setup and then like keep tweaking it until you figure out what you can handle too right right and the the thing too that I'm just going to reiterate too you might find out that you desperately need a marketing person but they can get the work done. A really good person maybe can get the work done in 30 hours. Yeah. And, you know, why pay for them to sit around? I mean, right. they don't want to sit around either. Right. Um, so really, really, really think about this. This has to be a full-time role. But if it is, you have met the person of your dreams and you want them to be all yours and on your team, definitely hire for full-time. It is um, something permanent. You need daily. You're willing to take on those taxes and the healthcare benefits because this is your person. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know. A large majority of people work in this kind of scenario, mm-hmm. but we're seeing more and more of the other two types. Yes. And I think that's, that's cool. Like that's providing flexibility for the company, but it's also providing flexibility and opportunities for the people, the candidates, mm-hmm. you know, maybe someone is in a situation they can't commit to a five day a week on site, right. you know, right. daytime corporate hour kind of role. Mm-hmm they can find work in their field now because there is more flexibility mm-hmm. and there is mm-hmm. something that will work for exactly. them. Exactly. And they like that feeling of it being, you know, a little more solid. You know, there it's a paycheck that is 
they can rely on. They don't have to keep looking for more work, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I can definitely tell you that people in marketing fluctuate between both of these roles. I want the freedom. No, no, I don't want the freedom. I want the stability. Um, so you never know when, you know, it's going to, le- that lightning is going to strike. So, um, but having something like this could be perfect, you know, um, if, if it's part-time or if it's full-time. Um, if you, people have any other questions about this, I mean, they can definitely talk to us. We'd be more than happy to, you know, kind of help you sort out what you need. We can walk through, um, you know, do you need a full-time person? Is it better off as a contractor, better off as a freelancer, that sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Um, We'd be more than happy to help because we have these conversations all the time. We've done these roles. We've hired people like this, you know, in our, in our past lives. Um, So we really, really understand that. So we'd be more than happy to help if you have a question. Um, don't be, be afraid of the conversation. Don't be afraid of these definitions. You'll, you'll get used to it just like we did. (laughs) Yeah. And it all starts making complete sense in a pretty Mm -hmm. quick time. Just remember it all comes back to who's paying the taxes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. And we hope you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to email us at questions at portfoliocreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.